Hey, friend. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yes. Hello, you guys. Welcome to another episode of the Farmer's Market with Karen and Steph. Here we are yet again. (laughs) Yet again, back on our bullshit. Okay. (laughs) Um, It has been a Wang Gang doodle, friend. Girl. Let me tell you, a wang mental dang. health is a hell of a drug. Wang dang doodle. I agree. Um, so best friend, I love you. I just want to put that out there. Oh, I love <laughs> you back. Uh, we're going to try our best. As you know, Mercury is in lemonade and she causes... <laughs> communication problems communication problems in addition to technology and all of those things oh that's why my phone is acting up like this yeah so we're going to try because it's me too because somebody told me earlier um that they were having a hard time and it took me like 15 minutes to get my light to come on in my room so neither here nor there we not even gonna give her we're not gonna give him that we're not gonna give him all of that So, best friend, how was your week? Terrible. Okay. All right. I I literally can't even talk about it anymore. Like, I'm I'm not giving it any more power. So, this week was terrible. I am in recovery mode, and I pray that I don't have to go back to where this week took me. Next, how was your week? Well, now I have to know, (laughs) but I can't, though, because I have to talk to somebody if we get done talking. So, I have to call you at some point. Um, so my week has been, uh, it's been good. As you know, working is what I do. It's my praise. It's all I do. Um, it's not all you do. It's not. I had a good, I had, you know, actually I had a good mother's day. Uh, shout out to the moms and the mom like figures who were celebrated this weekend. I wasn't sad, which I wanted to talk about on here. Um, I really enjoyed the day and it was on purpose. Like I was intentional with that because usually I don't have a, not to say I don't have a good day because I'm celebrated, but I usually am like secretly sad. Probably wasn't secretly sad this year. Um, mm-hmm. I was just very much like, this is cool. Like, this is cute. I like this. This is nice. Um, so I went to church, which I didn't like, which we'll talk about that off this, uh, <laughs> Oh no. Ooh, that's right. I got to tell you about my church experience. So I went to church with my mom, for my grandma, because she is now the mother of a church, my home church. So she has been put upon this prestigious honor. So we had to go and celebrate her for that. Um, it will never be back, but at least you got to celebrate that. Yeah, I got to go this weekend, but then after that, it's done. It's a wrap. Because um, she had requested, if my grandma asked me to do something, I do it. But after this weekend, probably not. Anyway, um, <laughs> then I um, went and got some Olive Garden, which was great. And then I came home and partook in some accoutrements mm-hmm. for adults and uh, passed out. And then got up and ate the rest of my Olive Garden. And God was, it was, it was really a good day outside of the church experience. Um, but yeah, it wasn't sad. And I think the sadness that I experienced before was just like not feeling recognized by my Mm co-parent. And I think this was the first year that I was like, you know what? Fuck him. Basically. (laughs) Like it's always been that, but it really... I wasn't going to allow him to take this day for me like another year. Nope. So, it was nice. It was nice. He don't take any other day. I'm going to let you know that. But Mother's Day, he be having me down bad. Like, damn, like, I be really doing all this. Like, I really take care of my son. Like, I really do this. And this motherfucker just poof and tip in there. Um, But that's neither here nor there. Other than that, I had a pretty good week. I did go see Dr. Strange today. I did some self-care. Hey, did you love it? Did I love it? Did I fucking love it? Uh, Am I a Nikki fan? So I know. <laughs> uh, 
No, I loved it. Doctor Strange is actually one of my faves just because it's so much into like the magical component of right. the Avengers. Like the other guys are more about superpowers, strength and like science type of energies. But Doctor Strange is on that witch shit and I fuck with it. And Scarlet was in it. She's a witch. Yes. So I thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed the film. I enjoyed the first one because I saw the first one before I really got like into witchcraft and stuff or active. I only say into it before I got active. Um, and it was like, oh, I fuck with this. And then seeing this one, it was kind of nice. Um, I like how they tied it into some other things too. So um, I'm not going to tell y'all about the movie. Go see it. It's, um, it's the wrong movie review for that. Yeah, and I've become very much thinking I'm going to head back to the movies. Um, I haven't been to the movie since before the panoramic. So I haven't been to the movie since today was the first time in like three years or four years mm-hmm. really. So um, it was nice. I had me a little recliner. I had some popcorn. I had, so it was it was vibes. Like I didn't even hold you. Like I really enjoyed it. Um, so I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna start doing that more because I deserve. And movies are one of my favorite things, and I haven't been doing a lot of that in these last couple of years. So uh, I had a good time with that. So that was my week. I feel like I was rambling, but it's fine. That was my week. Um. You don't want to talk about yours, so that's fine. I don't. <laughs> I have to know. No. I'm not okay. I'm not going to be okay, I need, so I know. Uh, I need some separation between life and last week. And this past week, I mean. I'm not going to know until I can't talk about it on here. Anyway, so we're going to respect your uh, boundary, and we're going to move on. So, you guys, we are in the month of May. We've decided to start our new... um schedule schedule format yes um last time we talked about mental health with caretaking i just named it caretaking you know we talked more so about siblings and caretaking um i just decided to name it caretaker vibes um so that was our mental health vibes so the second week of our schedule we would really like to take a deep dive um into the media um and kind of discuss different films, TV shows, or maybe new stories. Albums. Albums. Would that be fair? Um, That we want to kind of give you guys our take on, especially as mental health professionals. Um, And getting some of the underlying things that people don't necessarily see when they look at these things um, and how it can impact them. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, so, Stefan so very kindly chose... Um, a film a film that I didn't know who the main character was until I was about half an hour in let's not even get into that let's 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 not do her (laughs) let's not do her um but the film is called love love and rhyme or beats and rhymes or something love beats rhythm love beats beats love baby listen let me tell you how it, it, what I was calling it was the Zelia Banks movie. I don't know. Basically. I don't know what else to call it. And no, to be honest, film. my husband's in that movie, so. Yeah, like, it's not a terrible film. No, I was very surprised. I'm not even gonna hold y'all. The story, even though it's kind of cliche, like, the story holds up. Yeah. And, and the only bad acting was Jill Scott. Let's get into that, shall we? So, what I... First of all, side note, I just wanted to go off into a little bit of a baby tangent about Mrs. Zelia Banks. I'm not in a way that you guys would like me to, but I will absolutely say I understand that she is problematic. I just want the girls to know that we see you, we feel you, and we hear you. She absolutely is problematic, but we have to give her her tens, Okay. And I have been an Azalea Banks fan since 2012. Okay? And I try to try to separate her problematicness from her art. It's hard because some of the stuff she says is wild. Yep. Um, but I do it. And I saw the film 
maybe like the year it came out or maybe the year next year or something like that. Like I was just watching it on the fire stick and I really enjoyed it. And I really enjoyed her acting. And I was just like, damn, if Azalea could get the right like medication regimen. Basically. And like a really like good culturally sound and like spiritually sound like therapist. She could be it. I feel like she could be fire. Like she's fire. It's not it's I just I just wanted to throw it out there because I know a lot of the girls don't particularly care for her comments. Um and she is the star of this film. So I just wanted to throw that out there like sis is really fire for real. And I think she did an amazing job with what she was given. Um I agree. With this film. And I absolutely want to see more of her in this medium. I doubt it, but um, I would love to see more of her in this medium. Um, I listen to Zoe Banks, if not every other day. Um, Chef's Kiss. The music is just... I can't. I guess this is how you guys feel about R. Kelly. Anyway, next case. You're not wrong. <laughs> I guess that's how y'all feel about him. Because y'all be like, I'm not letting it go. I'm like, man. I can't let her go. It's fire. Like, it just gives what you supposed to have game. But anyway... Now, best friend, what did you think of the film before we get into the specifics? Um, I mean, I think I I was really shocked by not by how not cheesy that movie was. Like, I expected it. I don't know what I was thinking when I picked it, but I just saw it and picked it thinking it was just going to be this, like, cheesy um you know d-rated black movie that is posted all over amazon because i love watching those shout out to uh chocolate kiss um (laughs) it's my movie but uh anyway so i was expecting it to be something like that and even though how much I enjoy Chocolate Kiss. Chocolate Kiss, Chocolate Kiss is a terrible ass movie. That's how I feel about Shatters, but that's neither here nor there. That's how you feel about what? Shatters. Oh, fair. Um, but so I thought it was gonna be like that, and then to my surprise, that movie is not not bad. It's like, not, and I just, I just, it's not bad. Like I'm not even old. Like when mm-mm. you suggested it, I was like, okay, this is. I have to watch it again. Like it wasn't like damn you really picked this one friend like it was like all right, right. like i've already seen it i could give it another go right like it it had a like i said it had a cliche story but it threw in a lot of different elements that even with this like predictability you were still like oh okay this is actually legit still like a fresh take on this idea yeah, that's what I liked, and that's why I said she did the best of what she could was given mm-hmm. because it was something that had been done. But I do like the other elements that they placed into the story. Yeah. Um, and specifically speaking, like the college thing. Yeah, yeah. Even the the like all the different types of relationships. So like hers and Denzel Juniors, and then hers and my husband's. And then, like, Jill Scott and Commons. Um, yeah, I feel like those are the main relationships in those movies. I mean, in that movie. Um, but you right. look at all the different dynamics of it, and you you can see all the different factors of relationships that you've seen firsthand. Exactly. Um I also want to talk about the feminism that's also kind of interwoven um, in showing what it is like to be a female rapper. Um, And she has firsthand experience, but she made it, she didn't make it so we were like watching Azalea be Azalea. Like, I think she really got into the character and gave her her own energy. She did. That's why it took me 30 minutes to realize who it was. And I, that's what I like. You know what I mean? That's why I said she's the best. Cause I thought, because again, she's a rapper. It's about a female rapper trying to do, you know, XYZ. 
And I was like, is she going to give female rapper or is she going to really like act here? And she really acted. She really acted. I'm, I'm not even going to hold y'all. I um, think she did. She did. She did an exponential job considering um, what was going on. So I just wanted to get into Miss Jill Scott. I know that she was she was also very into her character. And I know that we weren't supposed to like her character. But, like, if y'all decide y'all are going to watch this, don't anticipate to, like, anything about Jill Scott's character. No, Not I'm trying right. to talk about the film, too, in a way that we don't give people spoilers. Because I don't right. want to do that to y'all. But um, her character was deplorable. It, literally. That's what I'm saying. Like, her character... And the way she acted it was just deplorable. It was not it. I think she went a little bit too over the top for the trope that she was supposed to be portraying. Like there is always this older woman dynamic with younger women where right. the older woman is very nurturing, caring, motherly, or she's like a spinster and just bitter and nasty and jealous um which i did i got that from that character but i didn't like the way she portrayed it i it's like i think i would have preferred it from somebody like shirley ralph yeah like Somebody who just kind of embod like Viola Davis, like somebody that embodies the attitude that she was trying to give because she came off like she was trying to be a um like a drama teacher. Yeah. Like the uh flipping Miss Darvis from high school musical. Like she was trying to she ended up being her, but I think that she wanted to lean more towards like D from Moesha you know what I mean yeah and that's not what it really gave that's not what it gave in the slightest um, it and gave Miss Darbeth you know what with that too High School Musical that's a good thing to bring up like in the overacting and the exaggerated um, granted I believe it I believe it was supposed to be a like musical or a music inspired film what was and i think she was the only person who was tapping into the campiness of a musical are you talking about jill yeah okay while also trying to be serious and it didn't translate well because i i knew the music is the film is about music and music inspired. I wouldn't call it a musical, but I guess no. you could. But nope. it's I a movie with some songs. Yeah, like I didn't get the musical vibe, and I think that's the energy. Now we're sitting here talking and we're fleshing it out. I think that's what she was attempting to do, and nobody else was willing to go there with her. And I think she well, thought that they would, but they didn't, never did. <laughs> yeah, but like. She didn't get to a point where she realized, like, oh, this is not the vibe we're giving. Because yeah. it's so off yeah. from every part of that movie. Like, she's she's a very disconnected part of that movie. Yeah, like, it just seems like she's out of place. Yeah. Um, And I can see why I didn't get a wider release. Um, Because if you watch the final cut, which we see... I wouldn't have like pushed for that to be widely, you know what I mean? Like you said, like a little B list, cute little Netflix situation, cute little like Amazon Prime situation. That's really what it gives. It doesn't give what I think Azalea and Rizza was attempting to do with the film, like make it like wide release, like let's push this. Um, I just don't think that quality was there. And I think she, and I don't like to blame stuff on people, but I think Jill's performance took away some of the sheen yes. from the film I just I wish I wish they would have To I mean to your point it could have very much been it trying to be campy and 
But it gives you the more of like the grit of like um what's that B2K movie? You got served. Yes. It it gives you got served energy, but Jill Scott is giving hairspray energy. Or high school musical energy. Yeah. And it was like both great movies. I love both of them. But if only one person is going an opposite direction, it it takes it to a whole different dimension that just Cameron. Not- I'm sorry, y'all. Can. I'm recording. They can hear you playing this video in the background. You can go to your room and watch the video. All right. Thank you. Proceed, best friend. Um, I was just saying, like, I love both of the movies. They're all three of the movies. Like, I love those movies. But um, I'm not. I'm not watching both at the same time. Yeah, like, I wouldn't want to do that, and that's why I think, like I said, she just took away from the film. She was a distraction in the film from the flow. She fucked up the flow with that portrayal. She did. And, like, if we was going to be campy, we could have did camp, and we could have gave you guys serve, because you guys serve is, like, kind of campy. Yeah. Um, it, it, because it's it's one of those self-aware movies that's like, nah, we we get what we're doing here. Yeah, like we know the vibe. Like we know what you think, and we think that too, and that's what we're doing. Right. But I don't think this film felt like that. It felt like very much like, okay, this is like serious. Right. And she and it's didn't like, take I'm it just serious. gonna give you this movie. And it's like the difference, even between like bring it, um, not bring it, you got served and drumline. Like how serious drumline was, even though it had campy moments. Versus B2K, who was like all camp, but tried to have like a well, not tried, but like had a a serious kind of like story underneath. And it's like that the two things can go together if they go together, and you it's not just one person doing it. And that was Jill was the one person that was doing the wrong thing. Yeah, she wasn't giving what needed to be head gave. So we can we can stop ranting about Jill because we could probably spend the whole next. 20 30 minutes just talking about Jill. But just so y'all know, don't go in expecting a like what Jill is giving. Cuz I'm just hyped to see her there and be like, "Oh snap, like I love Jill Scott." Her acting like, "What?" And then she pulled that out and I said, "All right. Well, I'm yeah, but, but I couldn't right. it, but still. No, I'm ahead out. Um, <laughs> not even that. And then I think the male counterpart, so we can get off of Jill, because Jill, she did, she did, she didn't give, she didn't give what needed to be had gave. Um, but for the male counterparts in the film, Common, I just want to get on him for a little bit. I don't really particularly care for his acting, never have. Um, I just feel like it's like Common being Common in different situations that he would never be himself in so (laughs) (laughs) oh that's funny i just don't i I, it is nothing wrong with common because i loved the go album one of my favorite albums i had i had it at my mom's for really really most i used to play it all the time because i love common but i just feel like he's one of those people who plays themselves in everything and I don't get that emotional connection or building of a whole the character. It's just very much like, okay, my name might be Lonnie, but I'm playing common as Lonnie. You know what I mean? Like it's never Lonnie in its own embodiment. Right. Um no, it's, I feel it. it's just very much I'm common, playing common, but my name is Lonnie. You know what I mean? And I feel like he kind of did that a little bit in this film. I also think they minimized his his like being in the movie to not have to focus on him. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Like it's again with the Jill Scott thing, like taking I feel like there were more scenes or more involvement from them, but in editing 
they were just like, yeah, no. You, <laughs> let's drastically cut this down. Um, because this is not it. Yeah, because even even their storyline was you knew you knew what was going on but they i think maybe that just them as a couple seemed so far removed that even when it came to light what was happening or what had happened and what was currently happening it was like oh i guess like it wasn't shocking it was just like i guess this is what needed to be added in to make y'all interesting but at the same time, you said it was a, it's a mismatch. And I don't know why they always try to put comedy with big girls. And okay, this is where we're going to take a body image, or this is where the hot takes is going to come out. <laughs> like, they always, they always trying to stick comedy with the big girl like he's desirable or something. And I'm just like, this is so cliche. It's just like you said in their relationship dynamic. It's just like it's it it feels like it's made to feel like Jill should be like excited. That she's with Colin? Yeah. And I'm just like No, really? that's not the vibe I got. I just feel like the undertone. It wasn't the vibe because obviously if you I mean, we're not gonna tell you the story, but right. they're in a marriage, things happen, right? But like I still feel like that's the undertone of it. Like, the big girl has to be happy that she's with the the muscular guy? Yeah. Yeah. And it's not always like that, as you can see in the film. It's not always fucking like that. And they're just, they don't have the chemistry, right? Because I think that's what set it off, too. It kind of made it weird, because they ain't really had no chemistry. Or was that me? Did you feel like they had chemistry? No, I don't even feel like I feel like when Common popped up and he was like, she's my wife, I was like, really? Y'all not giving me married vibes. Exactly. There's no chemistry here. Like, there's no chemistry that is saying, like, in my mind, he popped up. That could have been his sister. Okay. Because that's what what Common was giving for fucking Jill Scott, because that's really his sister in real life. Because he only goes himself. It would have been more interesting. Here's how the the storyline could have developed in a possibly mentally conscious way. And again, because these are all everything that is in that movie are things we've seen before. Every single thing in a in a cliche black movie ever. What would have been more interesting is if Jill Scott and Common were brother and sister that had maybe like Jill experienced trauma. Mm-hmm. common didn't do anything about it and now she does all these elaborate things and uses this elaborate um uh what's the word accent as a mask to cover up the trauma and the reason why she does poetry is because it's the only way that she feels comfortable to express her trauma you know what Tell me I didn't just rewrite that story and make it 10 times better. You really did. You really did. Right? Because then you you could have saw the effects of um, sibling trauma, generational trauma, masking, negative coping skills, and, it, and then she acts out sexually. So she got to her position because she fucked her way to the top. Not fucked her way to the top. <laughs> Not fucked her way to the top. <laughs> then we would have had a musical because remember that song, um, "Fake Your Way to the Top" from Dreamgirls. <laughs> yeah. I just feel like. But I think they did also do the trope, if I'm remembering correctly, where Azalea is the child of immigrants. Um, or was it something similar to that? I don't think we were supposed to believe she was an immigrant. We were supposed to believe she's the oh, she's a first generation college student. 
But okay. I don't think her parents were immigrants. I think they were just her mom. I think it was only her mom. And I think she was, she owned a restaurant. Right. Um, so like she didn't, ha- they didn't have a lot of money. They didn't come from money. Yeah. And I wanted to bring that up too. Like our dreams and putting them on our children. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. she had came to this country or she had came to this life and built herself up in such a way to be self-sufficient and to take care of herself. She wanted the same thing for her daughter, but in a more respectable way. Um, the music. Right. I'm trying not to well, get the plot away. but Well, I think at, at this point, we might as well just say spoiler alert in case anything comes up. Um, we still gonna try not to, but in case it does, I think one of the smart things that the movie did was the understanding between her and her mom that she could take time off of school to do music, but if it didn't work out, she needed to go back. And I think, to your point. And to the the smart quote unquote well, smartness of the movie is like they she was putting her dreams on her, but at some point she must have realized we didn't see it because the movie just tells us that she was she was allowed quote unquote to take a break. Um, but there must have been at some point where mom saw that she wasn't happy or that she was miserable or. Azalea went to the mom was like, I, this is not making me happy. Like, I need an opportunity to show you that I can do X, Y, Z before you just tell me this is my only path. Yeah. And they agreed on it. And she was allowed to take that time off, but she had a time limit. And I think that that shows like a boundary, but also a respect for your child as a as a, a human, as a person who is trying to make their own decisions and go through life the way that they want to, because like you said, we can't, we can't go through life the way that our parents want to, because they're not us and we're not them. And so all the things that they came with, whether they were, I mean, my parents weren't immigrants, but it was always the idea of like, you're going to go to college because you're going to get everything I wasn't able to do or wasn't able to get. And it's like, yeah, but why are y'all negating the things that you've achieved? So like even for her mom, who knows if the the restaurant owning a restaurant was the thing that she was supposed to do or meant to do. Or wanted maybe to her do pa- right or wanted to do, but maybe her parents did the same thing and allowed her to make some decisions with her own life, but also set some boundaries around it and make it realistic and make it work for you the as much as you want to work for it. And so she ended up in a restaurant. So she knows the value of maybe like balancing an education and also getting what you want out of life. I get that. Um, I brought that up because I thought that was a huge part of the film. Which part? The part, the relationship between her and her mom. Oh, 100%. You know what it kind of reminded me of? Right. Sorry, and I feel like I keep cutting you off. No, you know no, 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 you're good. Because I, I was like, you said everything I wanted to say. So I was like, mm. damn, sorry. that's why I wanted to bring it up because I thought that was important. It was like a big part of this story that tweaked it from being just another like boy meets girl type of energy to right 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 layer more layer and, and so not that apparently I'm just on a Cheryl Lee Ralph kick tonight but you know what their relationship made me think of the maybe it's not Cheryl Lee Ralph I don't know um the end of sister act two yeah, with, uh, it was with her. Lauren and her mom. It was her. It was, it was Cheryl. Her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it very much gave me like this was them maybe like 
three years later. Yes, it was a continuation. Right. Because it did give heavy sister act vibes. It like, did. It had it. it. I could yeah. literally see that. Like, I could literally see that movie being made three years later after that sister act featuring Lauren Hill, Shirley Ralph. Like, that's what it was a continuation. It was. Oh my because God. Because she Brad. wanted to do her music her way. And she wanted, you know what I mean? Like, it's a continuation. We figured it out. We figured out what the T was because we knew it was under there. But I got the producer. And tweet you need them. to write them. I was gonna say you need to write them. Um, but I think like I said, I brought that up because it was an important integral part that kind of yes. raised it to me. Um, and not just making it a boy meets girl or that type of love story with hip hop yeah. like brown sugar. You know what I mean? Right. That's what saved it from the being absolutely. But I think <laughs> that's what saved it from being a brown sugar. Yeah. I I think um when you had brought up the like feminism at, uh, aspect of it, the thing that I thought they also did really well, that's what I'm saying. This was a good ass movie, y'all. It really was. Um, the more I talk about it and pick out all these themes, the the more I'm just like, damn, they really did. They really did that. Um, oh, you know what? Maybe I'll tweet the director this episode. Yeah, they and they're like, what you think? Anyway, not the point. <laughs> um, not the director. It doesn't matter. I'm going to tweet somebody. But one of the big things that I thought that they did that was really, really good was the balance between the relationships that Azalea had with the with people. Right. So you really did see a good like push and pull of power. So even in oh I'm trying to say this without giving it away now. Like, even when she met another person, the right. other person. Right. Um, You really saw a lot of back and forth of, like, him introducing her to things, her introducing him to things. It wasn't like... It almost... It almost could have given like Beauty and the Beast vibes too. It was. It was reciprocal. Right? Like And you don't see that very often. No. And even even in the power struggle between her and Denzel Jr., it was even when she was getting overpowered, she never felt like a weak person. She didn't feel helpless. She, she didn't feel like right. a damsel, which I love that they stayed away from that trope. And right. it really gave her, I said, that feminism energy of like, yeah. well, fuck you too. Because Basically. no. And I think even just the sheer, like the minimal confidence aspect of it to be like, she wasn't cocky. She was just confident enough in her ability. Yeah. To not only rap, but like learn a new concept, understand a new concept, adapt to it. And it it took a little bit, but like once she got to feel it in the way that she needed to feel it and the way she needed to do it, you couldn't tell her nothing. Because she had it. And that's what I like, the empowerment of the film. Yeah. Because by the end of the film, she is empowered. Mm-hmm. Um, and... And still found love. Yes, that's what I loved about it too. Like I said, it just it was such a good film. It was. And like I said, they saved it. I mean, Jill Scott single handedly probably tore it down. But <laughs> <laughs> I pray that um she's not the writer, the producer, or the director, so that I don't have to tweet her. Well, and... no, like Jill Scott, we know we we stand Jill Scott. Like we're not going to do her like that because she can't act. She did really really well in the Tyler Perry film. I mean, she did. I um and she did her thing like I would never she say she can't act I would just say she just didn't get the tone yeah she, it, it was tone deaf you know what I mean her performance was tone deaf like we said it just wasn't in alignment with the rest of the film yeah um and I know you want to be a standout breakout but Azalea had that for this film just let her have it I'm almost I almost would have believed her character more if she went more like Hotep. Like, so you wanted Jill Scott to play Jill Scott? Well, 
Yeah. Just say that. Just say that. <laughs> because I'm thinking about like, but even have you been watching? You've seen Black Lady Sketch Show, right? Yes. Okay, and you know pre PhD Doctor Hadassah. Yes. Go 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 go. I feel like. I could have almost believed that more or tolerated that more because it almost would have been a little bit more comedic and she could have been the comic relief, the comic relief. But and she I don't up being that anyway. Yeah. But like in the, in the wrong oh, way. Yeah. In the wrong way. There was just, there was other ways that she could have went. That wasn't that. But we're not going to go back on Joe Scott because I just said I didn't want we, her to have to hear this. We're trying, Joe, but you just you, like your performance, you can say in your mind, if you listen to our critique of the film and what we think, like yeah. you can listen and say, you know what? I did my job because they talked about me more than any other person. Facts. But yeah. at the same time, no, sis, like we love you, Auntie Jill. But next time, just go with the flow. Like, you got to feed off the people around you. And I think right. trying to stand out and trying to portray a certain type of energy that wasn't being matched, you could have read the wrong. Um, I have a question that I want you to remind me to ask you. By the end of this, I don't want to ask it now because we're still talking about the movie. Yes. But it has to do with feminism and masculinism. Yes. Yes. Um, But we can finish talking about the movie and then I'll circle back. So what did you think about the ending? Um... I I loved and hated the ending. I hated it because I know that we had to have a third act drama. Like I know that it had to be there. I also, we knew what it was before it happened. Um, But I still think it was like, it was paced really well. Even... Like, you got to see pretty much every storyline wrap up. And that's what I liked. Yeah. I wish that the third act conflict did not happen and they could just continue on the path that we saw them on. Um, But I know without it, it wouldn't have been the true... um, The true movie construct that we're used to but even with that you know it it was all cliche like that I feel like maybe the ending is probably the most cliche of it all yeah and that's what I didn't like um I just didn't like that they had strayed and worked so hard to make it different yeah for it to be kind of un I want to say anticlimactic. It really wasn't if you watched the film, but it was to me because it's like you said, it was predictable. It was like you kind of knew where you were going. Right. But I think I think maybe a part of it is when I'm going to go out and then I'm going to come back. So when Jordan Peele created Us, right? Right. And coming off of how hyped and how amazing Get Out was. And then we got all the symmetry. We got all the, I mean, not symmetry, symbolism. Jeez. We got all the symbolism. We got all the messages. We got all the undertones. We had things that we needed to go back eight times to catch. We had all these things that gave it so much depth and so much dimension. Then Us came out and everybody's looking for the same things. They're like, okay, this is going to be a deep ass movie. It we got to watchfully careful, watch carefully for all these different things. And everyone was trying to make everything into everything. And Jordan Peele was just like, no, I literally just wanted to make a horror movie. And just for the sake of horror movies, so that people can see that 
we can touch every genre just like music and it be Fire. individualistic. It'd be amazing. It'd be incredible. So I think one of the things that this movie did, even though it was full of cliches, it was almost like letting us have the cliches that we only saw in like white movies. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can and it that. was like, it was like, yeah, it's like cheap and cute and cliche or whatever, but like now we can just say we have another movie that doesn't. And the more that we can normalize our like, <clears throat> excuse me, the more we can normalize movies having it, the less it becomes our movies and white movies, our movies and Asian movies, our movies and Bollywood movies. They just become movies because everything is normal. Yeah. I respect it. I respect your viewpoint. Um, I think that sums up what I had to say too. And you're like, Karen, did you really? Yes. Um, Because (laughs) I think that's important that we again strive for acceptance as well as setting the tone in our own films and showing that we can do it just as well as they can. Right. And for them to accept that. Like, you know what I mean? Like you said, make it just a story versus a black story. Right. Um, and I think you hit the point really well that they did a good job with that. Um They did, because even though they felt cliche, they still felt new and fresh and well maybe not new they still felt fresh and they felt interesting yeah. it was like okay i know what's going to happen with this storyline so i can just sit back and focus on how well the story is being told yeah this the 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 details and it's intriguing it holds its attention captured captured captures um your attention i would agree um, but yeah, I just, I'm excited for this new format. I'm excited for what we watch next month. Or what we listen to next month. Oh, well, excuse me. <laughs> I didn't pick it. I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know either. I guess, well, it's actually, it's your turn to pick because I picked this movie. Um, I have to Oh, I already know. I'll I'll text it to you. Um. Oh my God, you're gonna love it. You're gonna fucking love it, and you're gonna fucking see yourself love it. I'm so excited. Love what? <laughs> I already picked it out because it's pride. Oh, it's okay. Gonna be, it's gonna be fire. I mean, I'm excited. It's gonna get what needed to be a Um. Anyway, <laughs> so <laughs> that concludes our general musings um on Miss Love and Rhymes um with Miss Azalea, Jill Scott, Denzel Jr. Common. Common. My husband whose name is Lucian. Okay, Lucian. Who that man is fine. He is. Go follow um, him on Instagram. You know follow what? him and then follow me. You know what? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um so I really enjoyed this this is is the energy that i would love to live in same um i love this type of stuff um because it's nice to watch movies with people and like actually talk about them in a different type of way um and i've always loved to do that since i was child so come on inner child healing um come on saturday come on inner child healing i can't wait um i'm sad i can't even stay the whole time but i can't wait um, just push it back an hour and then you could just like leave later. Thanks. No, I'm, I'm playing. <laughs> you gotta fucking, I can't. I don't even know how I did this to myself. This is what happens when you don't go outside and everybody wants you to go outside at one time. This is what happens. This is what happens when you volunteer to go outside and don't put nothing in your calendar. Yeah, you know what? Don't even. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Why you have to read me like this? (laughs) Why do you have to read me? I thought I had another weekend. I'm just saying, this is the second weekend we were supposed to do something. 
and you like, oh, that's right. And I'm like, girl. <laughs> Don't judge me. Um, um, okay. My my thought that I want to leave off on yes. is a question, but we don't I don't want to talk about it. I just want I just wanted to be put out in the universe. Okay. And be heard. Um if we and I can only speak from the black experience, the black gay experience, the black sun experience. Um but you know how we're taught to like raise up women because they're like the strongest people and just the highest of all peoples and beings. And yet those same men don't want us to embody any characteristics of those women. Uh, I get what you're getting at. Like, yeah, pick what you pick up what you're laying down. Because if you think about it, and then I'm gonna just be done after this. Because ah! you you come across all those quote unquote alpha men on TikTok. Or everywhere. Right. You're right in everyday life. But in specifically the toxic alpha men on, on social media, if you want to raise women up as the supreme beings of all high, that makes them alpha. That makes you a beta. Mm. Mm. If behind every strong man is an even stronger woman, she's the alpha. She's watching your back. You better clear up, clear up right on up, Fred. I ain't even gonna say nothing. Clear up. I'm done. That's all I had to say. That's clear that's up. all I can say. Clear up, Fred. Clear, clear up. Food for thought. Just food for thought. Clear up. That's it. Clear the people. It's my thoughts on what I've been thinking. Clear the alpha males. Um, I just want to say that I appreciate you, best friend, for loving me. Of course, always and forever. Even though I never put it like Well. <laughs> All I can do is lead the horse to water. I can't I can't make you schedule anything. You can't. I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> this is terrible. Um but anyway, I will be in both places. Um, because that's what happens when you double book yourself. Yeah. Um, and it's gonna be fine. We're gonna be fine. I'm gonna see him on Saturday mm-hmm. and participate. Um in this event that him and his very beautiful partner have created for us. Right. Um, love I love y'all. We we love you too, friend. So, all right, y'all, I got to go. But next week, we're going to be big. And it's going to be a mystery episode. You will just see what happens when we get there. Um, We ain't going to tell you until we get there. We will tell you when we get there. <laughs> <laughs> We'll tell you when we get there. Uh, um, all right. So then. we'll see y'all next week. Have a good one. Yeah. Bye. Bye.